All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the E-Mammoth Pod, the show where we talk about pop culture, sports, video games, TV shows, pretty much anything that we're kind of feeling right now. Right, Rich? How you doing, man? That's right. <laughs> I'm good, Mike. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. You know what? Um, we're, we're coming close to the end of uh, February 2021. Things are going great. And we are two out of 12 months in 2021. That's right. That's right. So things are kind of moving along smoothly. Um, but overall, how has your week been, man? We haven't talked in a while. Uh, my week was solid. So I ordered a TV from Best Buy. It came in early in the week. Actually, I went through a lot to mount this thing, but I mounted it in my corner of my little loft area and it's all come together. This TV is beautiful. Things look beautiful on it uh ps5 looks beautiful on it anime looks fantastic and uh what else did i watch almost everything netflix disney plus the first movie i watched on here was soul had to do it nice um, yeah i'm just loving this space right now so it goes well with the couch i got a couple weeks ago that's always exciting man to get a new tv or a piece of um electronic equipment that you can kind of go all out and play with I am so happy and so into it. It's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. um, How was your week? It's been pretty good, man. It's been a busy week. But the thing that I'm really looking forward to is baseball season starting up. So um, as you know, I'm a baseball fan. I like to, to watch that. I kind of grew up watching it. And, you know, although my favorite team is the Oakland A's, which obviously um, people know that that's not the best team. But uh, the team that I have my eye on right now is the San Diego Padres, um, you know, West Coast team. Mm -hmm. I actually used to live in San Diego for a little while. And so there's that little bit of a connection. But the most exciting player in baseball right now is Fernando Tatis Jr. And everybody's going to be you know, really excited to see the way he performs and, and what he's able to do. And I know you don't really watch baseball, but have you heard of him before, Fernando Tatis Jr.? I've maybe – even from just you maybe mentioning him, but, like, what what position does he – So he plays shortstop. He's a um, really new, young baseball player. The thing you – will, you will see him because he was just um, earlier this month named to be the, um, the person on the cover of the MLB The Show 21. Mm. So if you see that – game you're going to see him that's him but super exciting player he actually this was also earlier this month just signed a 14-year extension with the Padres valued at 340 million dollars so he's got a lot of money to make he's gonna spend so a lot of years money. out there it's it's kind of ridiculous but man this guy I think he's gonna be worth it okay you get <clears throat> you sign a 13-year 300 however many million dollar contract what's the first thing you do i mean first thing i do is buy a house if i don't have a house already oh my god you know in pay san off diego, any... i'm assuming right what is that in san diego i'm assuming right yeah and san diego is a beautiful place to live man that it's awesome down there do you think do you think big athletes probably not do you think they use zillow <laughs> like like if i sign like i mean a, when you're on that level i think you just have an agent and you let them do that kind of stuff okay are we gonna, the agents are doing this yeah. this is a, such a tangent question i'm sorry okay <laughs> so what if 
you're not like a mega mega star but you still make like a good like still uh i can't think of a baseball equivalent because i don't know baseball say like that just like a, a couple million a year maybe or a million a year we'll say it's I in think... the tens it's in the tens like 10 to 20 30 million <clears throat> just a contract overall are you then in contact with the same people that lebron and tatis jr have to find a place or are you on your own on like zillow and truly like oh i think i like this house you know i i I would have to believe it just kind of depends on the individual because i can imagine you know baseball players and players wives wanting to be about the the zillow life right you know what i mean hey I found us a good place, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take I'd a look at Zillow. this place I found. I'd be on there on my way to signing the contract. I'd be like, all right, let's sign up this area. This has a basketball court and a little extra. Yeah. yeah it's just a round yeah. thought. But that's going to be exciting, man. I mean, he's a great player and he's got a bright future ahead of himself. So, you know, if anyone is interested in learning more about baseball, I would recommend checking out that team, that player, even if it's just like just trying to kind of get excited about someone who who you don't know about i mean fernando tatis jr he's going to be i mean he's already a star that guy's got swag for days and he's talented so so we're talking like lebron james level influence yeah possibly possibly i mean possibly i mean the thing is it's i mean lebron has been doing it on a consistent basis for years upon years Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's hard to compare anyone to him, you know, when it comes to King James, that guy was destined to be a star since high school. It wasn't quite the same way with this guy. Okay. So how did he come about? He just did really well. He got signed. So this guy, he's from the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting signed to the Chicago White Sox. But before he went pro, because he was like in the minor league, they kind of brought him in on this like international thing um, where they, they scout for international players. Yeah. Um, but the White Sox were getting hot and they were having a chance to maybe get to the world series. And so they ended up trading him to San Diego for a pitcher who was established. Um, not really knowing what they had in this guy. Cause once he went to San Diego and he actually started performing um, in the majors, like he was just lighting it up and he's just electric. Oh, okay. So they kind of, <laughs> And, and you know what? The Chicago White Sox, that's another exciting team. They got some great young talent. Um, they got some some guys with some with some swag too. Um, but yeah, this guy, I just I just got I really like this guy. So I would definitely recommend if you're not into baseball and if you're curious, check out the Padres. They're gonna be cool this year. I think the next step for baseball, assuming I'm assuming baseball is struggling in popularity. <clears throat> the next step in baseball, because I remember episodes ago, you were talking about how traditional baseball is and mm-hmm. the idea of, um, is it, was it respect or not showboating is what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Not showboating. And I think, I think it's kind of needed. For like, sure. I think if, if more of it's accepted or more players come that are very showboating, um, have a lot of swag. I think that'll attract more people. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be fun because as a person who plays sports, like all, all the sports that I play, especially when I was a kid, like even football, I don't even really play football, but I would practice 
like end zone dances. Well, mm-hmm. People make shots from three. People have their favorite player they mimic. And I think <clears throat> that would help a lot with the growth. And it's just a side thought with the growth of the sport. But you're totally right, man, because I've seen it. Like even with the NFL, they realized that, you know, for the longest time they were against, um, you know, when it came to touchdown celebrations, if you were doing too much or getting other players involved or getting the whole team involved, uh, you used to get penalized for that, right? Mm-hmm. They would throw the flag, you'd get a penalty. Now they're looking at that and starting to embrace it and starting to give some leeway there. Because I think yeah. what they're trying to, what they're starting to see is that, I don't know, in my mind, I look at it like, I kind of look at it like this WWE effect where with WWE, yeah. you got these huge personalities that are just um you know creating a show and people are attracted to that you know and i think you're seeing that in all different areas now whether it's football um basketball even in politics you've seen like i mean our most recent president that guy was straight up like a wwe superstar Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. right and so I think that kind of stuff is going to kind of translate everywhere. And if baseball wants to be successful and grow and start building fans for this new generation, they're going to have to start you know, embracing some of that stuff. I think they should. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it needs rule changes. I think it should just start with that. Yeah. Like even, um, <clears throat> even I know do all, all players that come up to bat, do they all have some type of intro song theme song? They all have their walk-up music and they can make it more exciting. Like they, yeah, uh, there's so saying. many things they can do. And I don't want to go too far into that because right. we got a great show coming up. I know we're going to talk about some Rocket League. We're going to talk about some Attack on Titan. we got a lot of exciting, fun stuff to talk about. And so, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on the traditional sports, even though we do from time to time get get into there. But it's a lot of it's a lot of fun stuff coming. Let's do it. I keep getting distracted. All good, man. Hey, I know recently, earlier this month, we talked about Super Bowl commercials. And one of the ones that I thought was kind of interesting, kind of fun, was the Bud Light Legends. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yes. Right. When they all so came through the portal. Yeah. Portals, yeah. Post Malone and Cedric oh, the Entertainer. And all the all these legends from these former Bud Light commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Bud Light is still growing, still doing more. I just saw this recently from the Esports Insider. It's an article from February 18th, and it says Team Liquid strikes partnership with Bud Light. So North American organization Team Liquid has named Bud Light as the official beer of its League of Legends team. (laughs) What are your Uh thoughts on that? Um, I would have never expected that. Um, Right? Wow. <clears throat> that's so funny the idea of a alcohol sponsor for a video game well i guess it's not that i guess it's not that funny i i mean my first reaction was like yeah this is totally weird but then after over time it kind of settled in like okay well i can i can see it i can definitely I, see it i've sat in discord drinking with my friends and playing games so it's not that far off exactly Now, check this out. I want to read a little bit more about this article here, but it says the agreement will see both entities collaborate on several new content pieces and fan activations, such as the Bud Light League Lounge, a weekly show featuring League of Legends Championship Series professionals. The Bud Light League Lounge is expected to commence on February 21st and will be streamed on the official Bud Light Twitch channel. Rich, you ever watch the Bud Light Twitch channel? 
I didn't know Bud Light had a Twitch channel. <laughs> I think this is what it is. I'm used to seeing like video game related drink sponsors, G Fuel, like energy related stuff. Energy drinks, maybe like and a so sports type drink. That's why it's strange. I don't associate, especially, well, it's legal. It's legal. I'm stuck on League of Legends and beer. That's those two together. Sound yeah. like a funky pairing. I'm not hating on it. I just would have never thought about that. Yeah, I think they're just preparing for the future. They see that. Um, I think that's a smart investment for sure. Super smart, man. Super smart. Because check out what else they're doing. Um, in the lead up to official LCS matches, Bud Light will also hold virtual tailgates with Team Liquid talent and casters for viewers 21 and older. Participating fans will have the opportunity to engage in live games and giveaways where they can win prizes such as official Team Liquid merchandise and tickets to upcoming events. I think they got a great strategy, man. I mean, the article goes on and on. They talk about a lot of other things they want to do, like um, having a podcast-style show with Team Liquid LCS roster, coaching staff, and more. Mm -hmm. They're doing a lot, man. It's going to be pretty crazy to see how it goes, but I'm excited for them, and I think this is a genius move. I think it's a fantastic move. I think that's really looking into the future and seeing the value in esports. And so why not hop in one of the largest games in the universe right now? Yeah. Oh, it's been for a while, not right now. It's just one of the largest games in general. And it has so much momentum. It doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, it it doesn't. So let me just finish off by this. I didn't even know about this, but it, it continues to say Bud Light has made a concentrated effort to be more deeply ingrained in esports over the last two years. The American beer brand has since inked partnership agreements with the Overwatch League, NBA 2K League, Magic Gaming, Fnatic, and the LCS. So these are things that I just missed. I haven't seen it. I didn't know. But they're definitely making moves right now when it comes to esports. I'm all for it. And the nice thing is Bud Light is such a large company that other companies are going to take notice and they're going to, I mean, it just speaks to the potential and the growth that esports will have. Yeah, most definitely. This is still just kind of for esports is just starting to blow up. It's still, I would say not as not anywhere near where it could be. Yeah. I mean, these are definitely still the early years. Mm-hmm. Now I also know that we talked, um, you know, I think we were texting each other um, last Sunday and we were talking about the Rocket League. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to catch it. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I was able to catch the the final series when it came to the RLCSX Winter European Major. And that one was a matchup between Team BDS and Team Vitality. Um, were you able to catch any of that? particular matchup i saw not that matchup i saw the one or two rounds before that i'm gonna try to find if i could find those matchups one was guild okay as one of the teams that's the first matchup i watched um guild did not win but i was really rooting for them who did they play i don't remember but uh they had a chance to seal it and then I can't remember the name of the team. They <laughs> That's all good, man. I mean, took it, took it by the, the horn. They just couldn't be stopped after uh, the other team didn't close it out. 
So, yeah, I didn't watch any of those earlier matches, but I caught it just in time to watch the beginning of this one here. And it was super exciting. Um, automatically, when I think about Team BDS and Vitality, um, BDS is such a strong team and they've been doing so well for for a while now. Um, I kind of thought like it'd be a no-brainer, even though Vitality's strong, Vitality's good. Um, but it was a best of seven. And early on, Vitality was looking very strong. In fact, halfway through this matchup, they were ahead three games to one. Wow. And it really looked like uh, Vitality was going to push them for that um, bracket reset. You know, Vitality coming mm-hmm. from the lower bracket, BDS being from the win yeah, bracket. They had the win two in a row. Um, but after all of it, you know, it ends up that uh, BDS won the last three games. You know, took it to game seven. Game seven actually went to overtime. It was zero zero. Goes to overtime. Um, but it was an incredible matchup. Um, big shout out to BDS, which is Monkey Moon Extra, Mark by Eight, but also you know shout out to Team Vitality, um, K Dop, Alpha Fifty Four, and Fairy Peak. Um, super good matchup, and I'm excited to watch some more. You know, as as things progress. Yeah um rocket league is a lot of fun to watch did you happen to catch um they were doing some advertising and we saw a new ford f-150 <laughs> rocket did. league edition Did you see that i saw that um i saw the ad and then just for a split second i didn't until it mentioned in the game um i was like where is this going because it was like you can get your f-150 now and then they said rocket league edition i was like this has to be in the game um, yeah. <laughs> at first i was kind of questioning it too because i was like i remember back in the day like even i, I don't know if they still do it now but i remember there were cars that had like limited editions mm-hmm. i remember there was um you know i think when i was in high school there was like this actually maybe it was college this chevy trailblazer and it was like the eddie bauer edition and just kind of like was i'm glad it didn't go that direction (laughs) i'm glad it didn't go that because yeah that was my initial thought um actually but now that i think about it what a cool move because who in this situation who would approach who to collaborate well, I don't know initially, but if I'm like a marketing director or public relations uh, manager for some car company, I'm trying to get my car in the game. You know, if I'm BMW or Audi, yeah. um, like, okay, I know they got, they let Ford in. Is this going to be something exclusive? This to is Ford? what I wish they would have done in Grand Theft Auto, but I understand the reasons why they don't. Mm, yeah. But also it's super inexpensive to make a skin for a car in a game super inexpensive so and the advertising like i don't know i don't know how much they paid for that (laughs) you would imagine that ford had to come out of pocket and kind of pay for that ability i think ford you know uh, i mean because i look at it like an advertisement spot in a way yeah yeah psionics made a lot of money off i imagine i don't know i gotta look more into it but i just know the actual i don't know if it's production costs um like i feel like it costs more to make the commercial than it did to make the skin for the car but that's very cool 
I would think cool. so. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I was excited to see that. I, I'm curious to see what's next. I don't know if it's going to be another Ford car. Maybe Ford's got like this exclusive contract where they're like, Hey, we don't want you bringing in any other uh, manufacturers, vehicles, just us. I want to see the Ford Fiesta. I want to see. <laughs> I think, or is the whole, was that whole um, tournament sponsored by Ford? I think that's what it was. So maybe season 11, they get a new sponsor. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would. It would be very disappointing um, if they allowed Ford to have like an exclusive contract outside of if it was just for the season that's fine but it'd be it be smart to i would imagine it would be smart to have um leave that possibility open for other car makers and not just car makers because in the past they did the delorean for back in the future um so they always do collaboration so yeah that's very cool i love it i love how they do like iconic cars like that too yeah. you know like the delorean or like yeah, the ghostbusters they had the ghostbusters one right yeah they had uh, I remember or they had a topper on it. I think they had Ghostbusters topper. Probably they had a Hot Wheels thing. They've done uh, the Batmobile. They've done Dom's car from one of the recent fast. The one where he drives on the ice in the snow. <clears throat> they did that car. They had the Skyline. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun stuff. I'm super excited to see the growth and advancement when it comes to Rocket League. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been super fun, man. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, too. Now, did you want to go ahead and jump into Attack on Titan? We can. I'm all for it. All right. Why don't we go ahead and do that? I know we're going to talk about <laughs> episode 70, Deceiver. Now, if anyone out there hasn't watched Attack on Titan, obviously, we're about to get into it. There's going to be some spoilers, I'm sure. So I think what now would probably be the best time to kind of you know, get up out of here and hit us up on the next side on the next uh, episode. What do you think? Uh, yes. If you are not caught up on Attack on Titan, um, like Mike said, we're going to cover some stuff about episode 40. So you can always hold off and come back to us later. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, why not hang out? But <clears throat> if you don't want anything to be spoiled, just uh, hang out with us next week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. All right, so this episode, we start off by seeing Gabby on the bed, tripping out. She's all in distress, you know, causing a commotion. And what does she do when they come to, like, see what the problem is? Just has, like, a brick in a pillowcase, whacks the dude in the head, and... It doesn't stop there. No, she's going all out. Like, she's out for blood. But that was kind of interesting. Um Essentially, her and, and Falco, they get up out of there, take off, make their escape, um, run off, and then um, get in a little bit of an argument. Um, what did you think about how that went down when uh, you caught the part where, where they're kind of at disagreements about what to do? Are you talking about by the river or while they're running away? Yeah, no, they're by the river. I thought this was a, a, an interesting part. So they're by the river and kind of discussing like what's the next move gabby wants to like run back to uh to marley uh, falco wants to kind of lay low and they're getting into it and then they get into it about the armband mm -hmm. and she's all attested the armband because you know it's kind of like a privilege to wear that especially in marley yeah, where she's falco from, yeah. is like 
dude, they're going to see your armband. They're going to find out. And she's like, well, whatever. You can do whatever you want. He's like, okay, I'll do whatever I want. And he's like, rips her armband off. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. She was also like, why did you come? Now you have to die too. Yeah, but her, because her mind, I mean, she's just not, her mentally, she's not in the right right spot. You know what I mean? You can kind of see everything that's going on in her mind. And it's just kind of not accurate. He's going through it right now, for sure. Um, so then they get, tense. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but then there's someone in the woods that's watching them, kind of observing. And that was uh, Kaya. I found out that's her name, Kaya. Ooh, uh-huh. And so... I thought well yeah I thought I thought Gabby was just gonna straight up just start attacking her me too because you see Gabby reach for the rock like okay Mm -hmm. I'm about to do some more damage and I thought oh shit like this is about to go like Gabby's about to go kill someone else but I want to know what I was wondering what Kaya was thinking at the time because he was like oh you know hey you guys hungry she's like come this way and she just turns her back and walks away which actually probably worked out for the better because I think if she would have walked towards them, Gabby would have definitely swung. Yeah. Better murder her. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was really interesting because, yeah, you don't know what exactly her motivation is or what's going on in her mind. But you know what? They followed her. They, I mean, Falco kind of trusted her. Like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is going to be all good. Gabby's like, nah, thinking it's a trap well, and they're going to try and kill him. Yeah, then they get back to the... I'll just call it the ranch. They get back to the ranch. She's like, wait here. I mean, I'm going to let them know or whatever. And then Gabby's like, let's take our horses. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> um, I guess I can't blame Gabby for it, but she's still. Well, she wanted to. Didn't she want to go find Zeke, not go back yet? Yeah, she wants to find Zeke. She wants answers. She's like, what's what's up? Like, what the hell, Zeke? Why did you? like double cross us why are you siding with the with these eldians and so she wants answers she doesn't know if she's being betrayed or not um but she's pissed but did you notice so when falco and gabby get um go inside the house did you notice who the guy was the parent uh, i didn't notice who the guy was so the guy, when they show him, I'm like, this guy's familiar. I've seen him before. Turns out that's Sasha's dad. Oh. And the mom, that's Sasha's mom. So these are Sasha's parents. How, wait, how is, did you know that? I had to do some, some research because I'm like, okay. I've seen this guy before. Where have I seen him? So I looked it up and um, realized, oh, I saw him when I, at the, uh, at the gra- grave site when he was talking to, um, was it Nicolo? I didn't catch that. Hmm. Yeah, man. So we find out. So she's there hanging out with Sasha's parents. And then they are getting ready to. um, They're getting ready to go ahead and. Yeah, they're going getting ready to go ahead and um, have dinner. So um, this was an interesting part, too, where we see. Gabby and Falco at the table about to have dinner with these um, Eldians and uh, Falco is cool. He's all about it. He's like, Oh man, this food looks delicious. You know, let's, let's dig in while Gabby on the other hand, she was like, Nope, I'm not eating. No, in her mind, she was saying earlier, like, Hey, I'm not going to eat with these Island devils. 
you know, I'm not going to have any, you know, meals with them or anything, but, um, oh, and then leading up to that, they're at the dinner table and Sasha's mom goes and puts her arm on Gabby and Gabby freaks out. She flips out. She thinks, you know, she doesn't want these people touching her. She's feeling like she's under attack. And, um, and thankfully Falco, Falco kind of gets Gabby under control and the family, they kind of think that Gabby's freaking out because she was under some kind of stress or trauma. Like, Oh, you poor thing. You're probably really stressed out, but no, she's really stressed out because she doesn't want to eat with these people. But at the end of the scene, she takes a bite and she's actually sharing a meal with these Island devils. Well, what were you thinking about that when that played out? I was wondering what they were thinking um, because their eyes are definitely like, what the fuck? Or like, they definitely realize something insane is going on. <clears throat> and then the uh, Sasha's dad, that's so insane. I didn't know that was Sasha's parents. Sasha's dad was just like, all right, like, let's back off a little bit. You know, she's probably been through a lot. Yeah, um, that was that was so crazy. Oh, and they were also they noticed that he had like this South Southern Marlian accent. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this guy's got the Southern Marlian accent. And so that kind of, I think, humanized them because they were like, whoa, maybe they're not so different from us. Mm -hmm. But that was a really interesting scene. And actually the thing that um, I was surprised by was that she actually sat down and like ate the food. I didn't think she was going to eat. And I I didn't think they were going to show it. I thought she was just going to refuse, do some hunger strike and be like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I okay. So I expected, I expected the whole episode, not the whole episode, but I expected this episode to cover like Gabby's situation. Um, I thought they were gonna remain captive, and kind of somehow through that, <clears throat> I guess it's not too different. Somehow through that, learn that they're not too different from the Eldians, from the majority of the Eldians. But she ended up kill. I didn't think she was gonna kill another person. But she killed that dude, then they ran away, all that stuff happened. And then at the ranch, um, I thought it was a ranch full of orphans. Well, it was. Yeah, they said that they they found out later because they're like, hey, why are the, is everybody here so young? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're all orphans. And they kind of brought us in. So that part is okay. true. It's not, so I didn't make the connection yeah. to, to Sasha's point. Yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, I expected it to be about her exploring more of that whatever she's got going on um i did notice that she noticed that there's a south marlene accent so i know i got the wheels turning there that fat argument um was i didn't expect that oh so do you know who that little girl is which little girl the the one the the one that she got to argue with you say kira yeah i think it was her name is kira or kaya Kaya, Kaya, Kaya. So when they were at Kaya's old house, like just going through that argument or thing, I didn't realize that Kaya is the girl that was saved in the f- like the first or second episode of the first season. That was very cool. A really, really cool tie back. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, that was super interesting stuff, was- man. Like things are starting to kind of come together. Um, she was able to explain her story to Gabby, like, hey, four years ago, my mom was eaten. All of our parents were eaten. Like, why is that? You know, and, and by this time, Gabby and Falco 
understand that Kaya knows they're Marley or from Marley because she kind of made it apparent like, mm-hmm. hey, well, you guys are from Marley, right? And they're like, what? How'd you know? They're like, well, you were just yeah. screaming it when I saw you guys when I was in the woods. So they feel hella dumb, like, oh, damn, this whole time they knew, she knew, and we were trying to kind of play it off, like, where these runaway. That's why Gabby was trying to kill her on the spot. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, man. It's really interesting to see these pieces come together. Um, I do have a question. Yeah, man, what's your question? I don't remember who saved Kaya in the first season. So I didn't remember either, but as I've said, I've been doing research. You want to you want to guess? You want me to tell you? I don't know because is it something where it's going to reveal itself in the next few episodes? It might. I'll or should I you. know? Should I recognize who it is? I think so because I didn't okay. know, and I had to kind of I'm like I think I'm I'm, I'm kind of okay, going back it? and who doing research. It? it was who Sasha. It? Fuck! I knew it. Sasha was the one that actually saved her life. That's came full circle. Everything's kind of coming together. What a beautiful anime. Right? So they start arguing, Gabby and Kaya, Mm -hmm. and going back and forth. And Kaya's like, no, your ancestors for thousands of years, they, you know, destroyed cultures all over the planet and all this stuff. And she's like, well, that wasn't my mom. You know, my mom never did that stuff. It's like, I hear you, but that wasn't my mom like what did my mom do to deserve to get eaten by titan and then falco finally spills the beans he's like hey you know that was kind of like a preliminary attack just a little test run sorry you're uh affected by that yeah yeah that's crazy what do you want to jump into next there was so much that um, happened that okay i felt like <clears throat> by the time because that's halfway through the episode i think by the time it got there I oh I thought I watched the whole episode honestly, but the other um, after that it cuts to um, who was talking. They cut to the um, I forgot her name. I remember her like. If I go back, I'll probably find her name from last time. But she's the one from uh, Hizuru. Yeah, but who is she talking to? They're welcoming him to the island. Yeah, she's talking to, and that guy was familiar too. I didn't look him up, but I've seen him before. Yeah, but he's so, like some kind of like army general or something, I think. Yeah, I had a hard time for a minute. I had a hard time deciphering if it was present day, like during that same time, or we did like another time jump. Yeah, that piece for me too <laughs> felt like a little standalone piece that I, I didn't quite understand. But it's um, important for later, for sure. Because, oh, I think it was somewhat recent because they had that, um, the aerial craft. They said, hey, yeah. we've got this craft that, you know, can fly and it uses this ice burst stone, mm-hmm. first ever of its kind. And we're going to use this to witness the rumbling and see the, the power of the rumbling. So her thing is like, she wants to be in the sky, protected, witness the rumbling, see how shit goes down. I don't even know what side she's on, really. I think her purpose is just recon because she wants to see she wants to trigger the rumbling is that is that the right term she i wants think so. rumbling to happen mm-hmm. and she wants to be above in the sky and just to see i don't know if it's how they move or i don't know what she's looking for but it's definitely for observation purposes i believe but that's just a prediction mm-hmm. like i'm not sure what can i call it an airship that little aircraft yeah mm-hmm 
Yeah, I don't know. Then the other part was a little bit later on, who was um who was Mikasa talking to in the jail cell? I forgot her name. Her name, I had to go back on that one too, is Luis. And she's someone who like they had flashbacks and so she was a little kid and she witnessed Mikasa take down a Titan. And so and she, she saw that she witnessed it as a kid. She got inspired and motivated to actually join the army or the scouts. Yeah. And so she was like, Hey, Mikasa, you know, I did this whole thing cause I wanted to get closer to you. Cause like, you're my inspiration. And now I'm like, and now, now she's like in jail. <laughs> so that was weird. here's what I can't connect yet. So right after, you know, they have their interaction and Mikasa's walking away and she does her, she does their salute, the Eldian salute. Mm -hmm. Um, Mikasa has like a little brain, like glitch connection thing. Like a post-traumatic stress flashback. Like something start a flashback, like is coming back to her and it has to do with uh, Aaron. Um, I wish I had written down what he said, but it seems like Aaron had killed whoever that person was. Yeah, because I think it was the, the first season when we first found Mikasa and she was under attack. I think mm-hmm. some people had like killed her parents. And then was it Aaron that came to her rescue and then killed them? I want to say that's what happened. But did we know that he killed them? In the first season? I think so. I think we knew it was he he killed them. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to go back. That was, you know, going back years, but because I now... think because he was the only one there. It was just them two, I think. Okay. And he like rescued her, so I just assumed. Or maybe she I forgot how it went down. Cause the way I felt after I saw that little kind of hint of a flashback <clears throat> was that Everything Aaron is doing is literally just to protect Mikasa. He's just like hyper focused and I don't want to say overprotective, but he will literally do anything if it means that she will be okay and he doesn't really care about anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I I see that too. And you know, if we were to rewind just a little bit, there was a small piece that we missed actually where um Hanji is like uh, about to go talk to um, these volunteers. And anyways, she's walking through this crowd of people and the crowd of people, these like um, civilian Eldians. Like citizens or something. They're citizens. They want answers. They're like, hey, we find out that Aaron Yeager's locked up. What's going on? Like, and now you got these volunteers detained. Like Aaron's our hero. He's like saved us. He's doing so much for the Eldian people. Like, what are you doing? You know? And now she's got questions to answer and she has her motivations which is basically like they don't trust Aaron. And I thought that was an interesting moment because it's like, you know, Aaron seems to have all the trust and support of the people, mm-hmm. but Hanji being like the leader is not quite sure what to do. And she's, a, she's definitely in a tough spot, but that was an interesting moment. Um, what did you think about how that played out? Um, she's definitely torn between something. But with the with the, I'm just thinking storyline wise with the with the focus of how, with the focus on her, 
um, I'm thinking that something's going to happen. Something big is going to happen with her. I don't know what. So, like, for a prediction, honestly, she's either trying to make something happen behind the scenes that she needs to keep under wraps, or she's going to die really soon. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, those are two very plausible um, scenarios, but she has a secret she's going to die. If you saw when she kind of had her like little mini meltdown after everybody left the room and she was kind of like frustrated and just like full of angst. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I kind of saw coming because in previous episodes, I saw kind of people pushing back and challenging her leadership and not really respecting her. And I can see that, you know, she was trying to make the right decisions and trying to, you know, make the right call and, 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 and do what she felt was best. But she was facing a lot of pushback and not everyone agrees with her. And these are the challenges of being a leader. Like you're not going to make everybody happy. You're actually going to disappoint a lot of people, but you kind of have to make the decisions you feel are going to be best to serve your, your people, your community, the people you're leading. And she's like starting to lose faith and not really sure, man, am I, am I making the right choice by like keeping Aaron locked up and, but she's like, you know what? That's what I got to do. So she just kind of doubles down on it. What's interesting is when she gets super stressed out, the way she's been reacting to her own kind of thoughts was interesting. Like the way when Aaron pulled her, the other episode, pulled her by the collar. Mm-hmm. And that was like a really tense, like freaky, like Aaron could actually kill me moment. Yeah. And then she pulled away. She just like called him a pervert. Just like kind of like, um, I don't want to say awkward reaction, but it was, it definitely went in a different direction. And the same thing when she was sitting in the chair, she was like, ah, I was just like, like, aren't you stressed out? But maybe that's how she handles it. But that's what makes me think it's more like, ah, this is annoying. I can't reveal everything yet, maybe. And so she just has to kind of Mm -hmm. deal with it. Um, so that, you know, it's all a means to an end. So like when her plan or whatever plan is going on unfolds, she can finally be like, oh, this is over or she's going to die. It's one or the other. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I remember like one of the things that she said was that, cause they were asking her like, Hey, like, how can we trust you? I think they were just like, what's, what's going on? You know, they're supposed to be protecting us. And so she looks back and is like, um, this is all for the sake of the Eldian people. So she's kind of justifying it, saying like, these are the things necessary to protect mm-hmm. the people. They said, uh, they said, uh, they kept asking questions. She wouldn't really answer them. And then one of the guys is like, just look at me and tell me I can trust you. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, this is all for the Eldian people. See, so, yeah. It's like, man, she needs to hold a press conference. <laughs> that was basically <laughs> a press conference. That's what it was. That was a, a a medieval press conference. Yeah. So, um, then we see a brief moment where um, they show Yelena. Now I had to find her name too because at first I didn't know what her name was. Yelena was a dude. I thought it was a guy for a minute, but she's the one who has got like the short blonde hair. She's the um, she's like a Marleyan that wants to help the uh the eldians remember she shot the guy 
she shot the leader who was going to shoot Niccolo and Sasha when they were on that boat that came over. Oh, okay. Yeah. I looked, I looked up her picture. Just like and her. we were looking and I was like, dude, there's something going on. Like, I'm not sure if I trust her cause she's looking like she's too squeaky clean. And I think she's got something up her sleeve. Mm-hmm. Well, it still kind of looks like that. And we still don't know the full picture. So I don't know what her motivation is, but she isn't saying shit. <sighs> yeah. That was a, this is all more stuff that's gonna reveal. I'm really excited for this season. It's gonna it's be been a great reveal later. But that was like a short conversation, right? Super short. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I wasn't sure what the meaning was behind that. And I think maybe we'll find out more in the future. Um, one of my favorite parts of this episode, though, was when Gabby was uh, cleaning the horse stables and that horse bites her in the head. <laughs> and then like she falls in the mud and the bucket, bucket ricochets off and hits her in the head. That's and my favorite part was like, she's like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> I just thought that was so like beautifully put. She also said, is this the, or is this the devil or something like that? <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. like, this is the devil's doing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder Gabby's going to have it the hardest, the rest of this um, thing. <clears throat> but yeah, you- I think, my opinion on that one is this, it's just like a clear example of how your thoughts can influence your behavior and can also influence the way you perceive certain outcomes. And I mean, cause it's all in her head, really mm-hmm. like this whole thing. And she, she's, she's creating this stress on herself, but anyways, sure. I, I kind of like that part there. That was a funny part. And it was kind of needed because this, it was a nice yeah. little, nice little, I don't break. know, breaking the tempo or something because it was getting, it's building up. It's not getting heavy, but if it was just needed, it was good pacing. Yeah. Well, I think that's most of what happened during that episode. What about for, the end? Yeah. You okay, caught the okay, end, go right? Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, and they kind of cut to a scene where they're like, oh, we're investigating or checking out. We saw the Beast Titan and and they said that, you know, uh, the, the Beast Titan was dead or they saw the corpse and then they found, you know, body parts like Zeke's body parts, but they didn't find Zeke. They figured that he was kind of playing dead, but they found like limbs, arms and legs or whatever. Um, and so now they're starting to think like, like, hey, maybe Zeke like escaped he was laying low. Like maybe maybe Zeke was playing us and he went to go and partner up with these, uh, you know, island devils out there in uh, Paradise. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that there? Um, I think they're putting the pieces together best they can. So it's a it's a I wouldn't have if I was them, I would I would maybe come to the same assumption. Um, <clears throat> and then, well, I like the. I like there was it is it a plan the plan that they made is that considered? yeah because first they were like okay well we need to wait six months and then we're going to get some like reinforcements and then we're going to attack these guys you know um because they're without gabby and falco who are like their top two warriors mm-hmm. they were and so they kind of feel like i guess they're depleted and but they're going to wait for reinforcements that was initially what they yes. were going to do <clears throat> But um, I forgot who it was that was like, oh, hell no, we're going to do a surprise attack like right now. 
Yeah. Like we got to act now. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He was like, it's going to take uh, was about that Reiner? six months. might have been Reiner. Yeah, know. about six months. I think it was Reiner. About six months to wait for global assistance, basically. Then someone stood up and was like, yeah, that's way too long. Um, everybody, even, was her name Peck? Peek? Peck? Peek, Peck, Peck. I think Peck. Peck. They were like, yeah, they're our best candidates. It's going to take decades to train new ones. Like, we need them. Those two, they must be the best of the best. We need those two back asap and then um <clears throat> they're like yeah well zeke is probably planning for us to have to wait six months so let's just go now like a surprise attack yeah what's it i think they're all down it seems like they're down i think that's what it's leading up to like they're just gonna go ahead and try and attack them with whatever resources they do have so we're gonna wait a, and see do you have a prediction for the next episode um as far as a prediction what i think is going to happen i don't know what's going to happen with um with hanji but i think i'm as i kind of hope they're going to start to trust aaron and say you know what aaron you had the chance to kill us you know you had the chance i mean you've got so much power and stuff like and he's got the support of the people like the people support him like it's an easy decision just to say like hey Let's go ahead and support Aaron. And you know what? We're going to just ride, ride or die with Aaron and hope and trust that he has, you know, our best interest at heart, which I think he does. I mean, I haven't seen anything to show that he hasn't. The one thing they're pinning on him, though, is going out there and starting all that drama and Marley and getting Sasha killed. Yeah. Like, they're trying to say, like, hey, Aaron, that was uncalled for. You put us at risk. What are you doing? But I think I it's think more that because was like, Sasha got killed, huh? That was like his only slip up. Like, yeah, he made him vulnerable and yeah, she got killed and it was kind of his fault. But at the same time, that's kind of like a battle that they won. It caused some, you know, serious damage. But I don't know what's going to happen. I think, I think they're going to support Aaron. And I think I'm hoping that that's the way it unfolds. I think they are going to reluctantly support Aaron because Falco did some foreshadowing. He's like, Hey, let's hang out here at this ranch. And just wait for help. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, yeah, let's go do the surprise attack. We need Falco and Gabby. They're really important to us, to Marley, for the future of Marley. So I think they're going to go forward with the surprise attack. And I think they're going to let Aaron out reluctantly, but because they need to protect their island, they're going to let him do his thing. So I don't think they're going to fully trust him, but maybe after that's done, they'll trust him more. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he can do something to help earn that trust on a deeper level. The one thing that I'm really curious to see, and I know what's going to happen, is what's Gabby's reaction going to be when she figures out that she's been living with Sasha's parents and the girl who she knows now was someone that Sasha actually rescued and saved from an attack with Titans. (laughs) And I think that is going to peak around the same time when she might have the ability to go back or be saved. I think that could definitely happen where she's going to have a choice to make on, you know, pick a side. It's going to be crazy, man. I'm very excited. I'm ready. 
Yeah, we've got a lot of cool stuff um, coming in the future with this show. I cannot wait to see what happens next. But this has been a super exciting um, season. It sucks that it's the last season with so much um, great storytelling going on. But I'm I'm so excited to see what's going to happen um, on the next episode. As much as I hate it, now that I think of it, some of my favorite animes uh, stopped while I thought it was really good. And they never came out with another season. So as, as much as I would hate it, I think leaving on a season the way that it's going is just the right way to leave. Yeah. I think we can have a future episode where all we talk about is just the ending of certain like anime series or shows or whatever, because yeah, there's an important aspect to leaving on a high note. In fact, you know, us, we, we go off on tangents and I'm I'm about to go off on another one, but I recently heard, (laughs) I recently heard an episode and an episode of an interview with Jerry Seinfeld. Hmm. And he was talking about the show Seinfeld and how successful and popular it was and stuff and how, you know, they had to make a decision just to kind of walk away from it, wrap it up and close it, even though, like, it wasn't on the decline, you know, things were still, you know, on 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 the upswing. So, um, but he knew that if he didn't leave, you know, things were going to start to progressively get worse and worse. And then, and then he's exiting, you know, possibly getting forced out, but just exiting on, on a lower level. And so... You see that with athletes too, when freaking athletes retire and stuff. Yeah. Some of them try to milk out every last year they can get. And some of them are just like, you know what? I did everything I wanted to do. I'm out. Well, think about like TV shows. How many times have you have a conversation? Like The Office. It's like, yeah, watch The Office. But after this this season, you don't really, it doesn't really, not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like a little, um, as good as a show can be, there's always a little blemish at the end. It's like, it's not as good as, you know, it's, it's good up to this point. Yeah, because I think what happens is they start experimenting, doing different things, mm-hmm. adding new characters or new locations. And then it, you kind of start to lose the essence of the show. Yeah. So I think I love the way the way it's going. And the way I'd rather have a show is the reverse of it. So <clears throat> I'd rather have the conversation saying, hey, this show is X amount of seasons. The first two seasons are a little rough stick with it because it gets really good and that's way more justifiable than game of thrones great great uh great example that last season of game of thrones was atrocious for real but i mean imagine if it had just ended even if it was a fat cliffhanger just before then everyone would just keep talking about how great it was and you keep wondering or debating what could happen or should happen compared to the way it ended and you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, end, you know, you end, I never watched. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, it's definitely better to end while you're on top, while you're in control. I think so. Yeah. And I was going to say real quick, because uh, we can go on and on about this, but I never really watched a lot of the Sopranos. I watched a little bit, mm-hmm. but I remember the ending of it and such a big, it was such a big deal and how it ended and stuff. And so um, when it comes to, yeah, long shows ending, um, it, sometimes it's hard to find the right way to do it. And I think the way the Sopranos did it was kind of cool because it actually gives the viewer a chance to kind of create that ending in their mind. Like, wow, what just happened? What, yeah. what What's going on? And it's like over in a flash. But. I didn't see the Sopranos. How many seasons was that about? I really don't know because I, I, 
when I was watching it, so I watched a little bit of season one, mm-hmm. um, but then I ended up canceling my HBO and I never went back to it until the end. And I started watching the end of the last season, but I would definitely be down to rewatch it. Cause I, from what I remember, like it was a really good show. Sopranos season six seasons, technically seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, well, Rich, like all good TV shows, series, and anime episodes, this show here must come to an end. Yes. Version 25 has, nice. uh, you know, we buttoned it up pretty nicely. I think so. Um, <clears throat> those of you at home, um, thanks for joining us again. As usual, if you have any thoughts um, or predictions about the show, um, Attack on Titan, or just in general, anything else we covered, like with the RLCSX, you can always email us, emammothpod at gmail.com. That's E-M-A-M-M-O-T-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. <laughs> Why was that so hard? I do it all the time. It's the 25th time I've done it. Um, but yeah, E-M-A-M-M-O-T-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. Um, we will join you next week. Um, are we doing anything specific next week? Well, I definitely want to talk on, you know, some more Attack on Titan. That's going to be for sure. Yeah. So catch us. We'll uh, talk about the next Attack on Titan and anything else that comes up um, related to esports or traditional sports, the usual. Uh, Thanks for joining us. That's been Mike. I've been Rich. We will see you next week. This was the Email with Pod version 1.25. Have a good one.